gentlemen welcome to a very special episode of bobcast live from the original lounge staring at the ouija board the very first zoom version podcast with my incredible assistant mr keith DeAngelis. it seems as if you're uh enjoying your quarantine over there sir i i'm not i'm not hating it i got a like nice little basement made up down here my wife is a very 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 good house house girl I don't know if that's what they're called. Maybe we should restart. I think I've already. <laughs> <laughs> no, how about how about um, off in the distance? Quarantine no. wife. That seems sounds terrible. Oh, she's a homemaker. She's she's really good. Like everything she does, her decorations, her food. She's very good at keeping the house the way it should be. It has nothing to do with sexism or anything like that. Don't take it the wrong way. You're awesome, baby. I don't think anybody has any room to be sexist or racist anymore at all. All that shit should just go out the window, and now people should just start all over, you know? There should be no um, problems left in the world because we got a universal one together, and that's COVID-19. We're all housewives at this point, right? (laughs) I've been a housewife since, like, I was a stay-at-home dad, dude. I'm the one that that, cooks. I love cleaning, dude. I I find such pleasure in cleaning my house, and I know that it's just going to get destroyed anyway at the end of the day, but I do it daily. Exactly. I took the Wonderlick test or whatever it was for um, what you were going to be when you grow up. And it told me I was going to be a housewife. I don't know how it determines that, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down with that. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the other thing, too, is like, you know what? The thing that's really great right now is like, you know, at least here in this this area and other parts of the country, nobody's anything. Nobody's yeah. anywhere. I mean, doctors, nurses, of course, utility workers, they're still out there doing their thing. But if you're like somebody like me who is a video editor, or I used to be a school teacher. Both these jobs don't make sense no more because you don't have them. So like everybody is just themselves now for the first time ever. In yeah. yeah. And uh, you also got to throw in the fact that uh, I totally lost my train of thought. I got a weird text right there. Sorry about that. But yeah, we're all the same. I, I was saying to someone the other day, it might've been Nadine, that um, we're fighting a war against something finally for maybe the first time together. We're like we're humans versus this bug that's killing everyone. Like the whole globe, you know, the world, we are actually united for once. You know, it's not like we're always fighting each other. We're going to Iraq. We're doing this. We're going there. We hate China. We hate Russia. But right now, like we're all the same. We're humans. And this thing is attacking us and it's killing people. So, you know, we have to actually unite as a planet. To me, the people still aren't obeying the laws of social distancing. I saw on the news this morning and late last night that, you know, yesterday was a beautiful day and lots of people are out on Kelly Drive running around acting like, you know, the same thing, you know, and you, you're out there in the field. You've been working the whole time delivering food for people, keeping people, yeah. you know, hungry or not hungry, you know, full and stuff like that. And like, I think you texted me last night. You said you went out to El Limon. What, what did you yeah. see out in country? It was, it was very strange. So like they just had a line of people standing out by the window, which was odd because you don't really want to go in. I felt awkward even trying to go in. Like I started to go in through the door and I noticed people were in there and I realized I wasn't going to be able to be six feet from them. So like, what do I do? And I didn't even want to be in there. And I don't know if it's like I'm protecting them or me at this point, but obviously a little both. And people were just standing out on the street by the window where they, you know, ring the food up and she's talking to them. She's talking to DoorDash people and Grubhub people and people that have regular orders. It was, it's kind of, um, 
I kind of just want my world back. I want to be able to go get a taco at Elamone, enjoy myself, maybe take some home from some food to my family. And, you know, it's, it's not that I, I, I just, you miss what you don't have and people should appreciate it. When this all comes back, I don't want to hear anybody complaining. No, no. nobody should complain ever again. Right. Um, and it's kind of crazy. I mean, like it's been, I can't even remember how many days I've been, you know, quarantining or self-isolating, you know, I'm not sick. I'm just trying to, you know, do my part in this thing. I mean, I went out yesterday for a drive because my son's having a difficult time napping and I drove up to Villanova and like, it was just the first time I've been out in a while. And it's just so eerie, man. It's just such a weird thing. It's like, my mind and not only my, my mind and my body are getting used to this type of quarantine or this type of like schedule now or like with my son and each day is kind of like blending into the next. But I mean, the one thing I can say, you know, that has been a positive, I mean, especially yesterday, man, the air is so much cleaner. You know what I mean? It just seems like, you know, we're not out there. There's not so much pollution in the air. Obviously today it's raining, but like it smelled so good yesterday, man. Yeah the grass everything i mean i guess landscapers are still out cutting grass and stuff right they have to be we got to go on with life and assume we're going to be normal in a couple months right Uh can't have the grass can't come out and like the grass is over our heads like bobcats jumping out and shit have you seen the tiger king yeah i saw i started watching tiger king last night because i just had a feeling that people wanted to talk about it so yeah why does some dude need 187 cats i can tell you exactly why he needs 187 cats because Okay, when you listen to this guy Joe Exotic talk, right? He yeah. obviously wants to be like, you know, the greatest showman on earth. He wants to work for Ringland. He wants to do, you know, he wants he he wants to be out there, but he just lacks this like this showmanship. But then like as you continue to watch him, you start to notice that his lack of showmanship is the show. Yeah. More. He becomes I get more. It. He's larger than life. I mean, I don't even know what his real name is. It's funny how he just took Joe Exotic, you know what I mean? Because it like, doesn't really flow. doesn't even like, no. sound like anything. But I mean, like, first off, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I watched this like, at the end of the night with my wife, and I was kind of tired. But like, how much money does it cost to go in there? To go, I honestly don't know how much it costs. He said it like, in episode one, and I think it was like three hundred sixty-nine dollars for the day. For Way the more than to Disney. go in for the day for like a whole family. Well, I know. I think one of the, I'm not sure, 3000 or 20000 I know it costs a shit ton of money to feed these tigers per day, right? Oh, yeah. No, no. I know that he was saying it costs $2,000 per tiger per day, I think, or something like that. So two grand per day that. to feed the tiger, which is just think, I, Again, we might be quoting everything wrong, but I, I only watched the first four episodes, so I don't know. But, um, you know, the illegal black market stuff where they're selling the tigers and things like that, that's where he was making a lot of his money, I believe. You know, I mean, you're selling these animals, you're breeding them. They're basically, you know, you use them, he uses them up at the beginning, you know, when they're cubs, lets people pet them and then sells them out. Why, why do you want a tiger at your house? Though? Like, do you want a tiger at your house? I've never wanted to have any animal that's bigger than me in the house. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you're kind of like on par with where I am. Like if there was a tiger living in my house, if my wife had a tiger, I would like hide in the other room and I'd be like, uh, you know, you got your tiger under control. Okay, good. You know, it's not natural. I mean, like it's, it's crazy though, that it puts a light on this guy. It puts a light on other people who have exotic creatures. I remember like, I think it was episode one or maybe two. I can't remember. They blended together, but, um, there was like this like news reported, this like guy who owned a bunch of exotic animals and just one day decided to unleash them. And they were like running down the street at people like dude, chaos. I think I've seen that too. Like someone unleashed like a whole zoo, right? It wasn't just like tigers. It was like, all <laughs> right? 
Like there was yeah, all somebody, kinds of like just, somebody unleashed a whole zoo on a town, dude. Like <laughs> I would freak out, dude, if I looked out the window and saw a giraffe just roaming <laughs> down the street, you know? <laughs> We're not <laughs> my wife's laughing in the background, so that's it's, good. It's, you know, it's really crazy though. It's like, okay, so like this this whole COVID thing is happening, right? We're all isolating, we're all staying in our house, obviously. We're all watching Netflix and like out of like the sadness of the world and the sadness of like, you know, disease and punishment of staying inside your house, one person rises above it all, and this person is Joe Exotic. <laughs> the tiger, right? Listen, there's all these limbs like people are making themselves into joe i don't know if you've seen this online like there's uh the one that i just saw was michael rapaport on instagram he took donald trump's face and put donald trump into the joe exotic regalia i'll be honest with you if you put up joe biden and trump up there i probably vote i would write joe exotic in at this point that's <laughs> Joe Biden. You saw the videos, right? You saw the videos of Joe Biden this week where he just gives up on the interview. He's just basically like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, He's just, is he still alive? I haven't heard from him in a couple of days. I don't know. It's an odd thing. It's like, why would, so the Democratic Party basically bet everything on Joe Biden, right? They want Bernie gone because Bernie's, you know, his ideas are too yeah. radical He's with too socialism. Crazy. A true Democrat. Like, you know what pisses me off too? Like that guy, Cory Booker. He talks so much trash on Joe Biden. Now he's like, Joe Biden is our man. That's that's politics. You just nailed politics. It's constant fighting. It's like Big Brother, you know? But like, yeah, uh, yeah man. Not, you know what? Life that's all going to change, though, because I am going to run for president, dude. Without a doubt. I, you got my vote. You know that, right? I'm in, mean, dude. And I'm going to be the first president since, you know, the olden days to have long hair. And they're like, rule you know number one, rule number one is treat people like the way you want to be treated. You know, if, it, if we're all staying inside forever, I mean, that's going to be pretty easy, dude. Everybody waves to each other now. Everybody says hello. Occasionally, I'll walk by somebody on the street and they just won't even look at me because they're so scared. And I understand what's going on because, you know, it's, it's a weird world. But I mean, the thing that's crazy is how like politics have just died down. You know, that's good. I, we needed that. We needed a break from politics. Joe don't care. Joe can't even remember who the hell he is, dude. It's it's so sad, you know. And like, it is. I think you know it really <laughs> a real a true sign of like Joe Biden's capability or culpability, if you will, to do this job resides in the fact that his president, Joe, was the vice president to Barack Obama. Barack Obama has not come out publicly to support him. Is it possible for Barack Obama to be his vice president? I know that would never happen. I'm just yes. curious. Yes, actually. Could you switch it up? Could you it like is. technically have well, why don't people why don't they just do that? Because I, why wouldn't they just switch it up and be like, all right, Joe, it's your turn. And now, you know, by, you know, Obama sits there. I mean, that would get the way people liked Obama and Joe, right? I that could be a loophole for people to get more than eight years, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I don't I know there has to be some rule. Right. If we had an assistant to the assistant, we could figure that one out. But I, mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't know um, if that is true, but I do know that, like, um, I th he did announce Joe Biden that he would announce um, a female running mate, and all eyes are on Hillary Clinton. She's got a new special on Hulu, and she's been chomping at the bit, dude. If Joe's not fit, Hillary obviously can like take over, but like at the same time, dude, politics. You can't. You can't rely on politics like you can Joe Exotic, right? You know Joe's going to still have them tigers in the cages. <laughs> You don't know what a politician's going to think from Monday to Friday. They switch all the time. And I want somebody in office. It doesn't necessarily have to be me because, look, I'm not going to really run. But if I did, I would want somebody in there who I can trust. Everybody thinks, like, oh, yeah, Joe Rogan would be great. Joe also, you know, I mean, 
he's in, he also talks a lot about, you know, it being a parliament of people, 15 to 20 people who represent, you know, people from all races. I would like to see something like that in America, because I believe that we've gotten too big to have one person in charge. Yeah, but do you really believe that that one person is in charge? Like, do you think that no. he's, he's just tall, he's a public speaker, honestly. You, my know, opinion, you, you know that Joe Exotic is in charge of all those tigers, though, and all this. <laughs> exactly. One, guy, one guy's like, I, I, just, I, I just looked up an ad on Craigslist, next thing you know, I'm with some tigers. Like, <laughs> Did you see the one chick got her arm bit off, and now yeah. she's just, she's working, like, the next week? She's Talk about, like, <laughs> listen, you got people out there afraid of COVID-19, whereas, like, if you might catch it, even if you do, you're one out of, like, a hundred people that could die. They're like, I'm not going out. I'm not working. I need unemployment. This chick got her arm bit the fuck off. I'm sorry. (laughs) She went back to work the next week. You're like, come on. Nah, dude, I wouldn't (laughs) do that. No way. But um, yeah, it's it's very odd. You know, you still there? Yeah. My sister's calling. Hold on. Okay. Am I back? Yes. Back. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah, like I think in the scheme of things, yeah, like uh, we need comfort, and I never thought in a million years we would find comfort in Joe Exotic. But I mean, that's what's going on. Um, One of the things that um, you know we're doing these like short little podcasts right now because we're going to be posting these on the internet, so we got about ten minutes. Um, I want to talk about some of the articles you've been sending me um, through text messages this week because you are truly on top of the game, a journalist in the field. You're looking at all avenues, left, right, middle, don't matter. You start talking to me the other day about this mysterious thing going on in China. Can you tell the listeners and viewers yes. know what you saw? So, so, I mean, I don't know the numbers offhand, but I, I think it's 20 million. So what happens is um, Chinese people all have cell phones and everything goes through their cell phone. They have, I mean, it's almost essentially like an ID chip where they, they use it for everything to get on the bus, to click this, to click that. Like they are pretty much forced to have cell phones. And, um, during the last like three months, while all this crazy stuff was going on, 20 million accounts just disappeared. They're just gone. No one knows where they went. No one understands. Now, I mean, obviously, it could be where people are just quarantined and they don't need them right now because they're not leaving the house. But it also could be like, you know, they could have just killed 20 million people. That would be insane. But if, it, if the outbreak was much worse than we thought and they really wanted to stop it, they're a communist regime. Like they can do whatever they want. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if they actually just go and kill their own people but i mean they have some crazy policies over there just you know yeah, thing. but yeah that's just crazy can you imagine if 20 million people are just gone and the other thing that's crazy too is that the people in italy continue to get sick you brought up a couple points um earlier in the week you were like you know what i didn't think of bob is the fact that italy and china it's like basically like going i mean proximity wise a little further but like you know philly to the jersey shore people would vacation there. yeah and they would drive back and forth. So they actually have one of the highest uh, Chinese population. People like Chinese people go there and like actually live. I read another article. I read so many articles. Like they're all blending together. But a lot of Chinese people go there and actually like they live there and they're like transplants from there. So they go back and forth. It wouldn't be odd for a lot of Chinese people to be in there. I think it's only like somewhere along the lines of like you know three hundred thousand people total or something like that. So it's not a ton. They have sixty million people over there, but. Still, you got to figure that's a lot of, um, you know, people coming over that could or may not have been affected, infected. I don't even know what the word is anymore. It's uh, they can't get a grip on their death tolls either. Like Italians, they're still dying at like 900 a day. Like it went from like 650 to like 700. Then it went down to like six and it looked like it was going to get better. Then it went back up to seven. Then it went back down a little bit. Now it went back up to like 950 the other day, like a day. It's just. It's scary, man. 
It is very scary. Um, you know, people need to stay inside. They need to stay safe. They need to wash their hands. They also need to do things around the house to uh, boost their immunity. Um, I mean, you got to break a sweat. You got to do something to sweat because when you sweat, it's building up your body in a way to like, you know, like you got to move. Like that's the thing I was telling like my friend the other day, he's like, I'm feeling like shit. And I'm like, look, man, you got to do something. I'm not saying you got to go do like, you know, high impact, you know, hit therapy session for hours and stuff like that. Just go up and down the stairs, do something to move your body. Also to make sure you're drinking fluids that are good for you. Like I, I haven't gotten drunk yet, dude, like during this whole thing. Like I'm just scared. I've gotten a buzz. I, I, was, I haven't gotten like, drunk Every time yet, I drink, I'm 40 years old. When I drink, I feel like crap the next day. And I easily can get sick because I'm so ill as you talk with all that booze right there. But <laughs> I can't wait to have a drink, but I want to have a drink, I think with like people, you know, and like, in a, like I've yeah, never been um, drinking at home. I just, it's just never been like, I, I always romanticized, I guess, like, you know, in the movies when somebody come home and they open up the freezer and take out the vodka and pour themselves a drink. I've never done that. I've always wanted to, but it's just not been my thing because I think when I drink it, like fuels my ADD. And I just can't like, I just want to move from conversation to conversation, you know, party. To it's party. hard to be a social drinker and a social butterfly this day and age, obviously, you know, you can't really do it. And that's just the thing too, is like, there's lots of times when you have a kid, you know, like the last four years of my life for the, you know, like I've been invited to some things and like, you know, it's just like, oh, that's too late because I can't come out. I got a kid, I'm in bed. And like, there was like a, an effort for me for a little bit there where I was like, oh, I need to get out. I need to make sure that I'm still doing things, you know? And now, I mean... Yes. One, I would love to go get a uh, slice of pizza from Charlie's. I would love to go uh, Bobcast with you, Mickey and Kev and everybody else that's been on the show. And um, I just, uh, you know, I miss interactions. So one of the things I've been doing is the Top of the World festivals. Um, I'm going to do another one, Top of the World 9 on April 4th, awesome. Wednesday. Uh, I got some of the lineup already. I got myself doing the Bobcast, Judah Kim, Koopa Loop, Kate Breish, Maggie May, J. Pablo Jaworski, Miss Mandy, Lazy Daisies, Dave Cope, Steve Schaller, Angus Richardson from Brother, John Salomon, Mike Schaller, Sammy Vile, Castles in the Sky, Kate Dressed Up, Rob Tate, Cody Houston, Bob Squared, and ending things for his first performance in five years on the virtual stage is Mr. JJD. Okay. No, it was good the other day. I love that, man. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, man. It's, it's a good way to like stay busy like throughout the whole day. It's it's a little hard to do with a four year old. Hopefully, um, he can uh, he can help me out. You should give him one of the half hours. Just I like should give him a while. You see, yeah, one of the, he gets a little camera shy sometimes, you know, and like he's, they always do. I don't. They don't even see people, so you would wonder how they're even why they're shy of it. Maybe they're seeing themselves. Maybe yeah, I'm not really too sure, but I'll ask him. I'll ask him uh, as yeah. We, I want to know what yeah. he finds because if you're looking out into a crowd of people and you have to talk to them, I can understand it being like daunting maybe. But if I'm just looking at this and just talking into a screen. You know, I got Brian Letterman back there, look staring at me. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, it's nice. It's I got curious. Cool. But yeah, I, I, I look at the, I got this picture of Letterman behind me, and this is uh, if you don't know who Brian Letterman was, he was a good friend of mine who passed away, I believe, in 2013. Suck at math, but I never forget him. And I often like pass the picture sometimes, and I think like, what would he think about all this? And you know, anybody who you lost, you know what I mean, like coming into this new world and how we can be better people. And uh, I think that that's what we need to do. Um, I think that we need to uh, acknowledge each other. And um, like I was saying to you through text, I love the fact that, you know, musicians now are getting noticed. They're no longer playing at bars with the Phillies playing on a screen above them. Um, you know how, like, if you're a musician, like you rap a song and like nobody claps, 
When nobody right. claps in between songs, I swear to you, it feels like somebody is stabbing you in the heart. Because puts, musicians, performers, artists, they put so much time, effort, and work into their craft. And to get nothing out of it, like an output input, you know what I mean? Like you need that crowd to reciprocate. And now with like I clap. the world, quarantine parties, it's happening. And I think that's great, you know? Yeah. I and make sure that when I'm out one of those places, I clap. Like yourself, you, you're doing a fa- you're helping people who are older people delivering groceries. It's the most important so. thing in the world. It makes me feel good. I, I've been out there. I've been thanked. One lady actually came out the other day and was like, God bless you. And I was like, I felt good, you know? Another lady was a nurse I delivered to. And she was like, I haven't had a chance to get out to the store. I've been busy. I've been, you know, I don't have enough time to do this. She's like, you know, thank you for, you know. And it made me feel happy. You know, if I can help those people, then I feel like I'm doing something. You know, I, I, you have to try to do something, don't you? You do. Listen, now we're going to do this a lot this week. Um, I like the format. I like how the video camera moves back and forth. Uh, I appreciate you. I hope that your family stays safe. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You too. Keep I'm going to What'd you say? Keep sending me articles to make me bug out. Oh, I will. I mean, I'm reading everything on the internet. I'm going to try to get through the <laughs> I've actually gotten through the first quarter of the internet. I think before quarantine ends, I might be able to make it to the end. I don't know. I think that's my goal. I'm going to get through. <laughs> I saw a meme that said, uh, today I finished Netflix. So I hope that you can finish it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my name is Bob. Uh, this has been Keith DeAngelis. It's another episode of Bobcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Uh, another Zoom cast. Today's guest is uh, one of my all-time best friends. Um, he's in quarantine with a newborn. Um, I can't wait to chat with him, and everybody can you know, chime in and talk about what it's like to be a brand new parent in the apocalypse. Please welcome Mr. Kevin Quinn to the show. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens out there in quarantine land, coming at you with another episode of the Bobcast. So your hair's getting longer. Dude, it's crazy long. Uh, so what I did today was I did the little, um, I shaved down my beard trick to make my hair not look as kind of crazy as it is. Whoa, 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 whoa. To shave down my beard trick. What are you talking about? Yeah, so, uh, so my beard was really like getting gangly. Like to the point where it was like, you know, the whiskers were like having a mind of their own pointing everywhere and the hair is long. So all together, it looked like a hot mess, right? So I shaved down the beard a little bit. I didn't shave it. I just trimmed it down to make, to kind of distract you from how crazy my hair is. You know that? You don't do that trick? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's no. just me. I know. I, I shaved my beard uh, last week and now my beard grew back. But like, I, I, it looks I, good. I don't, when I shave my beard, I don't even recognize myself, man. Like, I don't even recognize myself. I also shaved my beard at the same time when everybody on Facebook or on Instagram thought that I had the COVID. And uh, I saw a text message. I won't reveal the person's name, but I saw a text message that he sent to Keith saying, yeah, man, Bob don't look too good. He shaved his beard. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. That, well, I posted this thing that this musician, it, it basically I posted something that it, it made it sound like it was me. And... I haven't okay. shared anything like that since because I realized that, you know, sharing can be great, but it also could be dangerous because then all of a sudden people can think that you got the cove and yeah. I didn't have the cove, you know? Um, well, but, people forget uh, allergy season now too. So it's like, I, I, I've woken up a few mornings where I'm like, ah, oh, my throat's all scratchy and my coughing. I'm like, oh yeah, it's allergy season. Duh. Like it's, you and it's, I, you and I have suffered for allergies our entire life so much so that we, 
we, we were suffering from allergies at the, the forefront of puberty. I remember in the middle school being like, man, your eyes look really watery. And you're like, it's my allergies, man. <laughs> yeah. And I get it too. Like I wake up in the morning, if I sleep in and like, I've been sleeping now quite a bit, I actually slept today till I think it was like nine 30 when I woke up and I never sleep that long, dude. But like, nice. if I sleep in like a little late or whatever, like in the morning when it's allergy season, I wake up and my throat hurts. Um, and then I just got to like get moving and then it goes away. But like, dude, allergies suck, especially with this because mm -hmm. your anxiety gets so high. You're like, Oh no, dude. Oh no. You know? Yeah. I actually have one friend. Um, I have a bunch of group chats. I'm trying to just stay connected with people. And I have one friend, um, she's a mother and, uh, it's, I'm not going to say her name just for privacy reasons, but I mean, like, um, she has a, a, a three-year-old, I believe he's three and he had a fever this week, man. And she was bugging dude. And I was bugging yeah. for her, dude. I kept like thinking like anytime there was a message in that group chat, like I was just like, Oh man, I got to make sure the kid's okay. You know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, it's just scary times. Um, I don't even know what day quarantine this is for me. It's been a long time and I stopped counting just because now I'm just a minute, you know? But I think it, I think it's day 11. 11 sounds about yeah. right. Or is it day? Is, well, I mean, like as the days go by, days <laughs> like this though, man, I can't stand the gray skies and stuff. Can't go for mm -hmm. a walk. But, yeah. Like, w did you ever think being a new parent that you would be in this boat, like, like your son, you know, like he, he just entered the world, dude. And like, what, what, what's your thoughts like going like, you know, forward with like when you were, when this surmounted upon you, like lots of different people go through different things, but I can only imagine. And I myself share this sentiment too, because I'm a father, like what was going through your mind as a parent? Uh, it was kind of crazy. Like, uh, you know, he's, he's, he turned six months old on St. Patrick's day. Um, you know, and like the whole, um, you know, joke amongst new parents is the first year, your only responsibility really is to just keep them alive. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, he's hitting milestones as he's getting older and, um, you know, it was more of like, Oh, what's the next thing we're going to do? Oh, we're going to introduce foods and stuff. And he's kind of like start to sit up and everything. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Now there's this huge, you know, global, uh, you know, virus pandemic that's sweeping the country. Uh, we need to keep them indoors too, you know, cause we were never the parents that, um, you know, uh, kept him indoors a lot or sheltered him from other people. Like he was three weeks old. We were taking him out of the house. Like, you know, just my wife is on maternity leave. So, uh, was getting her and him out of the house pretty early on to kind of just, uh, break up the monotony of being home, being not, being around people and we would just take trips to target. That was like our, our outing, you know? Yeah. Um, so we would, you know, we, we never really sheltered him in that sense. So to, to then flip to where we are now, six months later, where we have to shelter him, it's kind of, you know, the polar opposite of how we're used to living our lives. So, I mean, I almost feel like it's funny. You start to see him start to get his own personality. I feel like he's just, he's, he's over us. He's bored of us already. You know, and it's only been like a week and a half when we've been home with him. And he's just like, I'm over it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm tired of your faces every day. You know, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty scary. But it's also, it's been nice to be home with him too. Because um, I, I work in sales and I work a lot of nights and weekends. So it's kind of been nice in that regard to be able to be home and, and spend a lot of time with him. So I'm kind of just cherishing those those moments and stuff, you know. Yeah, that is a positive aspect to this whole thing. I was mentioning that yesterday. I mean, like, 
for some kids, they never get this much nurture like type of environment. They're not around their parents that much. They're around their parents from like, you know, when they get picked up at nursery school to they go to bed and then they repeat the process. So for Tyler and I, dude, I mean, like it's been, I remember like, a, I mean, after all, like I became a stay at home dad, like after it ended, like it was like a year and a half period of my life. I remember being like very depressed being like, oh, that sucks. That's over. And then like, even like when we came back from Disney World, I was like, wow, it's so great to just be around them for five days straight. I kind of I kind of <laughs> was like hoping to like continue that. And it, I never thought <laughs> in years that this would happen, but Surprise. I actually was just going through pictures of Disney World today and I still it's it's hard for me to to fathom still that I was there and um, you know, it's been over twenty-four days and like, you know, we're we're still very healthy, thank God. Knock on wood. But dude, when I was there, I was bugging out the whole time, man. I was mm. bugging dude, like wash your hands wash your hands, sanitize, 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 like every ride, because like, you know, I mean, especially too, like, the, my, I can tell you my worst panic attack was like when I, we would go on like a 3D, 4D ride, and I got no choice but to put these things on, otherwise I can't see shit, you know what I mean? And um, I kept thinking to myself, like, well, they've got to put these glasses through some sort of like uh, sanitation process, like the tray comes through and they shoot up the spray, but dude, I kept thinking like the COVID is on, you know what I mean? Like I was bugging out, man. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm just thankful that I had that time and, um, you know, like I was able to experience that in, you know, the real world because this, this new world, man, I don't know which way is which, man. Like President Trump says that we're going to be, you know, out of this boat by Easter. But now, like I was just I turned on the news just for a bit today and I saw a whole bunch of stuff where it's like you know, um, New Orleans, where my brother lives, that's becoming an epicenter. Florida right now, their hospitals are getting overrun. There's a quarantine, or excuse me, not quarantine, but a travel advisory for New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey. And We're like right yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They said, uh, you know, uh, the, the, um, the epicenter now for our, for our general area is New York. So we, you know, uh, and I think they just lumped in New Jersey and Connecticut because of their borders that they share with New York and where it's kind of spread out. I mean, it, it's kind of almost was bound to happen in, in, in a city that large that has, you know, Philadelphia is one of those cities too, where it's, it's a rarity, but it's a reality that you have a city where a, a huge metropolitan city where people actually uh, are residents of it as well. You know, a lot of times you'll have these large cities where people don't live inside the city limits. They just go there to travel and work and stuff like that. Um, so it was kind of bound to happen. You have people literally stepping over each other in New York. So it was kind of like, it was, it was going to spread from there because it's so densely populated, but it's, it's scary to that point where, you know, there's travel advisors. You can't even, they're like, don't even go into those States, you know, if you're not, if you don't need to, you know, it's kind of nuts. Um, it's really nuts. I mean, I, New York is so close, you know, it's so close. Mm -hmm. It's, I think it's two hours, maybe a little bit under if you're going fast, but I mean like, yeah, dude, I would be bugging out if I lived in New York. You know, I have some friends and I see their Facebook posts each day and like they have so much more anxiety because they're, they're in that epicenter. They're in that cluster, you know, and like mm -hmm. people around here in Plymouth meeting, country hawking, you know, white marsh and stuff like that. For the most part, from what I can gather, they are practicing social distancing. Um, would you say that? Would you concur that in your neighborhood? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, so we've actually um, uh, twice now we've had like a neighbor's happy hour where uh, we have we mark some X's on our driveway and our neighbor's driveway and at the end of our driveway, six feet apart from each other, mm, that's smart. have some type of interaction with with each other, uh, but still keeping our distance and not having any physical contact. Um, and we've like and we played friends trivia, so we just read trivia questions. Oh, cool. 
and you know uh everybody had a had some adult beverages and stuff so just to kind of break it up you know uh because most most of the folks in this in my neighborhood have younger kids so they're you know uh, older than my son in the sense that they're home from school and you know uh can only imagine what it's like in their households where you have a couple of kids and it's like two weeks in now and you're like ah. <laughs> you get to the point where like i gotta break this up somehow how do you how do you break up the monotony of that you know but yeah the most I part, how you do it i really don't know i mean i was saying that uh, on a previous show like if you have multiple children dude it's gotta be extremely tough dude. Oh, yeah. especially if they're at the age where like they know you know what i mean like what's going on like my son thinks it's just like a non-stop field trip with mom and dad and we're, we're we're on an extended vacation you know but like it's just scary, man. It's just a weird world. And it's just like, I mean, I do feel like, you know, like the initial point of depression, like when this first happened two weeks or whatever it was two and a half weeks ago, dude, I was really scared. But now I'm starting to be a little bit more optimistic knowing that, you know, I'm controlling my social distancing. I'm mm -hmm. not putting myself in places where, you know, um, I can, I can be infected, but I mean, I'm still worried, man. Like I'm worried about the mail. Like yesterday, my mailman comes up and he's not wearing gloves. And I'm like thinking like, dog, you're touching all that mail. All that mail circulates through letters through the boxes or through like the chutes or whatever. And you mean mm -hmm. like the germs aren't touching like an envelope, you know? And yeah. like, I had like a total Howard Hughes moment where like my wife was going to get the mail. And I was just like, don't get that mail. Leave that mail out there. Whatever boxes we've had coming in from Amazon, we'll bring them, we'll, we'll bring them right in, drop them down, and then we, we spray them down with Lysol and just let them sit till the Lysol dries on before we even try to open the packages up. So we're taking, you know, precautions like that too. I feel like, you know, if we both and most people stay with the health fear of it, you know, and not let ourselves get too caught up in it, um, we'll be okay, you know, but that's, that's always the hardest part, find that balance, right, between healthy fear um, and an irrational fear, right, um, you know, so, and, and, you know, it's, but it's doing this, it's checking in with each other, like, you know, we've been friends 28 years, um, and uh, I think we, t we text or, or communicate in some fashion, at least daily, daily. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and it's good, I need, we need those things, I need those things to help kind of, you know, because I have my ebbs and flows too, where I've had like, you know, just from this thing, like I, I've had days where I'm like, all right, we're good. We're going to get through this. It's going to be fine. Yeah. It is what it is. We have to make adjustments. And other days I'm like, no, this is the worst. It's just never going to get better. And this is the worst it's ever going to be. And, you know, it's, but again, it's that roller coaster of like a roller coaster of emotions, you know? Um, but we it need that. It makes so. me like, so like, um, like more appreciative of like, I used to like, you know, I mean, like, for instance, like, you know, going to the pool last summer, like all that interaction, all that time, like, you know, like hanging next to each other, getting mm -hmm. in the pool and like, you know, yep. that, and then like all the other shit that bothered us, dude, like as a culture, like yeah. we really, really need to like reflect upon that. I mean, like when the Joker movie came out, everybody was like, there's going to be mass riots. And what it turned out to be was a film about mental health. And like how people like can like be thrown under the bus and, and forgotten and like you know we were bugging out about that we were bugging out about the um the vape crisis in america we were bugging mm -hmm. out about like we always would bug out but like we never thought in a million years that there would actually be some shit that would yeah. come that would really warrant everybody's attention like for instance yeah. with joker and the vaping some people don't vape they don't care that ain't me whatever that's for those people yeah. over there i don't watch superhero movies i'm not into that whatever you know but this is the first time i feel that collectively everybody is cohesive yeah. 
working through this together. Now, some people don't understand social distancing. They think just because they're healthy, that means that they can like approach me and stuff. I'm like, dog, no, won't yeah. name names, but I mean, it happened recently and I was, I had a panic attack. I was like, look, man, I can't jeopardize any of that. I can't have mm -hmm. my kid be exposed to whatever germs you've been out there with. And I want that to go away. I really want like, you know, I mean, the cure would be great. You know, the cure would be awesome, but it would also be great if like, you know, we, we listen to the, you know, I mean, when Fox News and CNN are telling us to do the same thing, you better do it, you know, mm -hmm. stay inside, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was weird. Like yesterday, it was like, it, it got to be like late last night. Like, I think it was like 1030 or so. We we're watching uh, Ozark, which is amazing, by the way. I don't know if you watched yeah. it. We're uh, on episode nine. Damn, son, you were way up there. <laughs> I'm on like four or five, but I love it. And um, I remember thinking like, oh, today was a great day. And like, I accomplished so much. And then I, I sat there and I was like, wait, did I go in? I didn't go anywhere, dude. Like, I'm going, like, I didn't go outside yesterday, but I felt like in my house, I was like living in a microcosm of things to do, mm -hmm. you know? But I mean, yeah. yeah it's so just, I, I, I want to say too, because you mentioned the, the superhero movies too. I, it was funny, right when this thing started to really pop off, it was, again, it was like another rainy day. I was out working and I was in between appointments and I was listening to the Avengers uh, podcast you, for Endgame that you did with Keith. And uh, it just kind of brought a smile to my face. Like, all right, this craziness has happened, but I popped on the, the Bobcast and listened to that episode. And I just want to say too, whenever I kind of almost have like a little bit of jealousy, whenever you have Keith on, you guys are talking about these topics. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like right there with you. Like wow. I myself talking to the radio sometimes like, Oh, I want to chime in and say blah, blah, blah. Because well, I, I, I did figure out how to do um, multiple zooms. So I mean, yeah. next, next time, next movie, well, actually when Ozark raps or something or the walking dead, we can't even rap because the finale is not coming out, dude. I know. Well, it's funny. I'm just saying it's funny. Like whenever you have Keith on, Keith Angelus, awesome. Always, always enjoy listening to you guys. Um, I always feel like we're all three on the same page with stuff about, uh, you know, movie reviews. You guys did, uh, did the Matrix uh, 20th anniversary review oh, and the Avengers one. Um, but yeah, so I just was saying, I'm throwing it out there. If we ever did a Back to the Future podcast, podcast I'm in. We've been talking about that for a long time. Um, <laughs> basically, each show you have to you have to talk about Back to the Future, uh, the trilogy, no matter what, and you have to relate yep. everything towards it. I mean, like obviously now with COVID, yeah, you would want that time machine to go back and stop. Right. I read a report about Patient Zero uh, the other day, which is crazy because I thought you needed Patient Zero to get the antibody out, but whatever. And it was like this this um, this woman I can't remember her name because I don't have the, the sheet in front of me, but like basically she she thinks she got it from using the restroom at that meat market. But uh -huh. I've heard many different things that some people think it didn't even start there. It was man made, whatever. You know what I mean? Like it is what yeah. it is. It's you know it's affected. Like I was saying to um, Mickey last night through text, like it took pop culture away, and mm -hmm. instead of it being pop culture, it's like public culture now. Like yeah. they can do whatever they want on the internet now. And like mm -hmm. every time I open up my Facebook, I see somebody from somewhere doing some sort of musical act or like I saw, um, I mean, like I never even knew these people were fitness instructors, you know what I mean? And they're just working it out, doing dances. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I kind of like that it's giving the voiceless a voice in a way. And it's just like also too, it's indicative of the people who work in grocery stores. Dude, those people yeah. get shit on all the time, man. Yeah. Like I, I made a post years ago about like, yo, if you got a shopping cart, return that shopping cart to mm -hmm. the shopping cart, yep. you know, whatever that is. 
that's a throwback to when we both worked at grocery stores as kids too. Yes. You know what I mean? Hate that dude. When the, like they, now they got these things at Target and Walmart or whatever, where like, we you know the, the carts can like magnetize and like kind of carry itself back to the hub. Dude, Philly, the teacher. Any of that shit, dude. I used yeah. to, I remember like, I used to like, like, you know, like the, when you go like this with the seat to bring it down, I remember one time like bringing it up and all the rainwater just splashed up and hit yep. me. And, like, yep. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, yeah, I remember uh, those days. The well. last time, the last time I was at a grocery store, right as things started to happen, when like there was, you know, literally no toilet paper, no food, like not no food, but like, uh, you know, certain things were completely out of stock. I was out in Springfield, and uh, I stopped and grabbed a couple of things, and it was two young kids working the register, and I was just like looking at them, and they were looking at me like they were just looked exhausted. I looked over at the candy rack, I was like, "What's your favorite candy?" And he like. The kid's like, I don't know. I was like, you're taking too long. What's your favorite candy? And the kid's uh -huh. like, uh, Reese's Cups. And I was like, all right. And I went back to the other kid. What's your favorite candy? He's like, Twix. And I just grabbed a Twix and a Reese's Cups and I bought it for him. I said, here you go. Enjoy. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. I'm like, yeah, dude. I mean, thanks for being here. Like, you don't have to, you know, work here and, and do this job. You know, you're, you guys are totally, you, you are essential to what's going on right now. Like, I don't think yeah. they really realized that at the time. It's just like uh, almost two weeks ago. So. You know, but just like a little thing like that, just to say thanks and brighten someone's day. You yeah, know? I mean, like the people who are doing, like I, like I have a friend who works for Verizon, and he's like, "Yeah, we're utility because people are working from home, so we got to make sure they got their cable and internet services up." And he wasn't happy about that because he has yeah. a family that I know about too, as well. And it's just like, dude, it sucks, man. It's just like you know, like I just want everyone to stay safe, and I want everybody to uh, maintain social distancing. I saw an article on TMZ that popped up about an hour ago about a congregation in Florida that got together today for church and they're all <laughs> packed in there like sardines, man. And it's just mm -hmm. weird. It's like, look, you don't need, like, first off, I've never been in the principle that you need God to be in a certain place. You know what I mean? Like, that's like saying that like, you know, I'm not even going to make like a correlation between it. It's just like, if you got to go to church, that's fine. I'm not going to talk shit on it. I get it. But for me, it's like, look, man, if there's a global pandemic, not the time. Yeah. Not the time. Not the yeah. time for the Holy Eucharist. You know what I mean? Like, get back in your house. There was some guy last night in Ewing, Ewing Township, New Jersey, who got who got busted. Uh, I think he got a citation. He was he was living in a uh, five hundred fifty square foot apartment, and he had like forty seven people on a DJ, and had a party on Friday and a Saturday really? morning. Yep. I saw a bunch of things recently too of uh, like um, social uh, social media influencers who thought that this wasn't happening and defied orders against social distancing who now have contracted the coronavirus mm -hmm. excuse me covid covid or no corona is the virus and covid's the disease so co they got the disease and it's just like wow mm -hmm. man it's like that sucks you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's crazy that we were both in florida at the same time uh right as everything was starting to pop off too and you were kind of game. yeah we were in clearwater we caught like the last couple of games before they shut everything down um and there was a ton of people there at both of those games. And it was kind of like the beginning, like people were not really uh, showing any concern about anything, but they were like, ah, something's not right. Stuff going on, but it's not happening here. It wasn't so it happened here and got crazy that people really started to pay attention to it. Um, but speaking of Florida, have you watched uh, any of the Tiger King? Uh, yep. yet on yeah, I'm only in two episodes and we talked about yesterday, uh, the fact that, like, I mean, like, the, like I was saying yesterday, like, you know, the country goes into, like, this, like, recluse, mm -hmm. and, like, this pandemic sweeps over the nation and the rest of the world, and one hero rises above it all, and that's Joe Exotic. 
it's amazing. We, we burned through, I think the first six in one day and then the next one, the next day. Uh, it was amazing. It was oh, like, weird shit, dude. It's weird. it was a beautiful train wreck of a show uh, that you just, I couldn't how stop. Many, how many episodes are there? Seven, seven. So I did read a couple days ago that prior to his popularity boost on Netflix, this guy, Joe Exotic, I believe Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live had um, acquired the rights to make this into a TV show. Okay. So yeah, I could start playing Carol Baskin. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is nuts, right? So, I mean, like, I think that'd be great. I mean, I, I'm digging on that. I'm really digging yeah. on Ozark. I, I like it this season. Last season, I don't remember much at all, to be honest. I remember, you know, okay. Marty, Marty Bird making some decisions. But this yeah. time, there's a few episodes I can't really go into because I want to spoil for people. But yeah. God, is that good. And then I'm also listening to uh, Pearl Jam's new album. Oh yeah, Gigaton's amazing. Yeah, I've got a couple couple uh, playthroughs on it already. It's such it's such like a reminiscent throwback uh, to earlier stuff that they did. Not that I feel like they need to go back to that. I feel like it's good for band to kind of always kind of evolve and do new things and take take risks. And uh, you know, I uh, I'm digging the I'm digging the feel of this new album. It's awesome. Yeah, I just wish that uh, this didn't happen. So, I mean, like, I was, I'm, I'm actually thankful that I didn't buy that $1,000 Madison Square Garden ticket. You imagine? Right, it? right. I was like, do StubHub and, like, you never get your money back? Like, oh, man, that would yeah. suck. But, yeah, like, it, yeah. It, it, Pearl Jam to make an album about, like, global warming and, like, respecting the planet to be released when this happens. Mm -hmm. Like, all their music videos are very conscientious about the earth. Um, what's the name of the new song that starts with a Q? Uh, Quick Escape? Yeah, quick, I love that track, dude. That track, that track is total old school. Like it reminds me of like, like a little bit of verses mixed in with like, maybe like yield. Like, I don't. The sound is like really like I don't know. It's rocky, you know. Like it's it's a great great tune, and uh, the video is very earth conscious. Yeah. So yeah, I just hope that those guys stay safe. I hope that we get to see them perform. You know, um, I just I wish the best for everybody, man. And, I wish yeah, I to you guys. Also, you kudos to you. Uh, I I hope people really appreciate um, the effort and uh, work that you put into putting on the Top of the World Eight uh, last Wednesday, mm -hmm. and then you're doing it again this Wednesday so soon. I was kind of surprised to see it turn around so quick, but uh, I hope people really do appreciate how much that you put into that to kind of have entertainment and bring entertainment to people, uh, where it's like most folks are probably just every day putting on the news and that's it, and then they're yeah. not you know, paying attention to anything else. It was a nice distraction. Um, so I want to say thank you for you to, for, for putting that together and putting that on. I appreciate it very much. Uh, yeah. I debated, I was like, wait, should I do this again? Like, cause you know, like when something's cool, you want it to like stay cool. But then I was like, you know what, dude, I'm 40 years old. I don't give a shit what's cool no more. <laughs> I just want to bring people together during this time. And I want to make sure that like, there's something for the community to do. And like, I was saying yesterday, like, and I also believe it today that, you know, it's hard being an artist. It's hard being a musician and not having an audience. It's hard when you post something that you worked your ass off on and nobody likes it. It's hard mm -hmm. when you are backed into the corner and you think that like, maybe you should give up your craft. But I heard something last night that kind of inspired me and I can't remember who said it, but uh, actually I think it was, maybe it was, I think it might've been Tom Segura actually. Yeah, it was Tom Segura. Tom Segura said, um, you know, the moment you give up, pursuing your dreams is the moment you give up living. So, I mean, like, look, just keep pursuing your dreams, keep doing your thing, make sure everybody uh, is safe, your loved ones. Um, I appreciate you. And uh, yeah. I, uh, I enjoy checking in with you each day. Make sure you uh, give Liam and Liz a kiss for me. Or just, well, Liam, you know, whatever. 
and uh, <laughs> I miss you guys. And uh, I hope that you know we're swimming back at the pool this summer. Oh, me too. My name's Bob. My uh, guest today was Mr. Kevin Quinn, and this has been another episode of Zoomcast. <laughs>